Today's Daf is Daf Samach Beis, and here the Gemara is Gittin. And we are on Daf. We are on Daf Samach Beis. We are up to the third line from the top of the Amud, the last word. All right, last word on the line. Now, just remind ourselves what we're what we're handling, what we're discussing over here, and that is we had a lot of conversation about if you work together or you give something to an Amaretz or the wife of an Amaretz and then you're going to receive something back. Do I need to be concerned that they exchanged it for something else or not? Because again, like we mentioned yesterday, a lot of well-meaning people, somebody's trying to be helpful and they could totally mess you over by trying to be helpful, right? I gave the dough having separated chal already and separated my trumas and miseries and now they're giving me back dough. Maybe they're giving me back fresh dough that was completely messed up. Ultimately, we pass that you don't need to be concerned unless there's a reason why this, uh, this exchange may very well have, have happened. And for the rest of the parak, which Bez Hashem we're going to finish at the end of, uh, of Amud Aleph, we're going to continue, or at least towards the bottom of the Amud, we're going to uh, continue on these things when a person needs to be careful when dealing with Amaratsim. So here we go. Hey, Rebbeisi ben Hamishulam. Rabbi Yaisi, the son of Meshulam, gave testimony. Meshum Rabbi Yechanan Achiv. In the name of Rabbi Yechanan, his brother. Okay? So he testified about something that his brother said. Sha'amar, that his brother said, Mishum Rabbi Lazar ben Chisma. Enaisen chalas ama'aretz bitara. A person is not allowed to make the chala of an ama'aretz bitara in a state of tara. Okay, which means... That um, if somebody wants the one kneading the dough to separate challah from another Amaretz's dough, we don't listen. Now, I just want to explain the setting around this case. It's very important to understand the societal structure. Okay? If anybody here has ever been to a matzah bakery. So... Who's the biggest, strongest guy? Who's the biggest, strongest the guy in the matzah bakery? Who's the mixer? The mixer. The guy sticking it in the oven has the reddest face, and he has to be quick and on his feet, right? But this was, you, you go into matzah bakery, these guys have biceps and bulging muscles, the flour, the water, like this. We don't need to look too far back in our own families, right? We're our own bubbas, yeah? As they got older, what was the what was the the the, the back pain from lifting, lifting, kneading ne- challahs, yeah, doing the mitzvah challah. They didn't have uh, bread mixers for us Americanishers like they had. So what they would do is, it's posh, it wasn't po- it's for a lot of people. It wasn't possible. It's a real avoda. So the same way when we go down the street, we see tailors, we see cleaners, we see pizza shops. So too, it was, it was standard that there were people who were needers. They were needers. You, K-N-E-A-D-E-R-S. That was their, that was their store. They were a bovan, big guy, a big person, very strong. And they were the central uh, needing place. And you go, you drop off your dough and come. And, then, and uh, they, they'd prepare your dough and give it back. So the, we're speaking to the needer over here. This guy who's mamish. Uh, his 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 thing. Which I just want to throw in over here, you know, a kehilla by definition. The Rebbeinu Shalom made kehillas 
with people who are big, people who are schwach, people who can dance, people who can't dance, people who are musical, people who are tone deaf. Every, a, a kehillah means like you have like, the Rabbani made all sorts of types. That's, that's beautiful about a kehillah. When, when you have, when not everybody comes with the same kaiches over here, yeah? You have somebody, why does the Rabbani make people who are big? He made people who are big, like you know, to, strong, they have stamina, they yeah. There are certain uh, industries that that's what uh, that's what's needed for. So, ain eisen chalas hamaretz betara, aval eisen isas chulin betara. So, the um, if an hamaretz says to the needer, now the needer knows his beans. Generally, he knows the halachas, yeah, especially around chala. So, an hamaretz says to him, "Please knead my dough and separate, uh, and you know, and, and separate chala." So, the halacha is. The needer is not allowed to do that. Why not? You're a shliach. The answer is because it's possible the Amaaretz is not careful with the laws of Tumantara. So as soon as you uh, deal with this, you're, you're, you already have something that is Tameh. And what's going to happen? The needer is going to give the dough back. Kenzain, it's Tameh. It's possible that yeah, the dough itself. But a lot of this stuff is done in public. It's not done, it's not done in a private house. Okay. So. But the, where, where'd it come from? Wow. Where'd it come from, though? It came from the house of the Amaris. So we don't know if, it's already, uh, if we're already dealing with Tumah. Right? So the problem is like this. You have, you have the Amaris owning the dough. The needer is getting paid to need. But if he gives it back now after separating challah, the Amaris is going to take the challah and give it to a Kayan. And the Kayan is going to say, hey, you know, how do I know that this challah is Tahar? And uh, Amara is going to say, well, the needer is Rabbi, is Rabbi Yankel. And the Kohen will say, oh, Rabbi Yankel I know is careful. Rabbi Yankel might be careful, but Amara isn't necessarily careful. And therefore, you know, let it, the, the needer should not do it on behalf of the Amara. But you can accept the flour and the water that's automatically in a state of tire. Because like we learned yesterday... When does food become capable of becoming tummy? When is it susceptible to tummy? Only when wetness touches it. So if the Amaret shows up with flour and water and they haven't touched each other, there's no way there's any tummy over here. All he brought was flour. And therefore, it's mutter for the needer to, to separate challah. There's no concern over here. Okay. The night al manu And he should separate the amount that's needed for, uh, for challah. And he should put it in a container, different types of containers. These types of containers are not capable of becoming tummy. They don't really have a receptacle. They are not fully a kli. And therefore, again, we're not concerned about any tumba falling into place. When Amaretz comes to take back his dough, the... Uh, the guy kneading the dough should take the regular dough and the challah that he separated on behalf of the Amaretz. And he doesn't need to be concerned that maybe after he separated the challah, the Amaretz will be metameit. Once it's separated, we can trust Amaretz enough to say that he knows, you know, he can give him a warning. By the way, this is the challah, be careful. Right? It's kind of like when you're at a suda, a communal meal, or a kiddush and shul. And there's a fish table and a meat table. So you make an announcement. You tell people, no, be aware. There's fish, there's meat. Don't, don't put it together. So the kneader tells the Amaretz, this is the challah, this is the dough. Careful. He also should not 
uh, prepare the truma olives of an amaaretz by uh, if they're tar aval for the same reason. But he could take a regular zeisim and say the tar v'naitel himenu kedei truma and then separate proper truma. In other words, he's doing these things for the amaaretz to help him out with his mitzvah. He puts in a kelya shachaver ukshaba amaaretz lito amaaretz takes it naitel ashteim. He should take both oils, the regular oil and the separated truma. And we're not concerned that after the fact, Tamaretz is going to make the truma tame. And what is the reason for all this? Okay, what's the reason? Lemaisa, what do we say like this? You have the Amaretz bringing the stuff, bringing the goods. Before it shows up, whatever the setting is, whoever he's bringing it to can be rest assured that there's no tuma here. Whatever the circumstances are. Flour, can't become tummy without water, Pesedah. Then you did your whole process. Yeah, by the way, I'm sure many of us have been, I, I'm, I'm constantly in this situation. I'm just picturing, uh, you know, it, it's not exactly the same thing. But you have people that, they're not well versed in the laws of kashras. We're at a kasher a kitchen. They moved to a new house. They want to put up a mezuzah. They want to do something new. So they, they, they call the rabbi. They call somebody who's well versed in Allah. Because they say, Could, I don't know what to do. Could you just go do this to me? To do this for me? And you do it for them. And then sometimes you're handing back to them Right, something that you prepared, whether it's kashering a kitchen, whether it's selling them a lulavanesrig and setting up the lulavanesrig for them and then giving it to them. It says w- once most of it's done, after the fact, you could rely that they're they're doing it properly. Now the cases I gave are not as severe as uh, as shuma, but it's it's that kind of mindset. We can imagine why you can have, uh, you know, how you can have a uh, a situation like this. And you put it into the kelyai of the Talmud Chacham. Okay. Here we go. Back to that question. What's the reason why after the fact, you can give it to the Amaretz and you're not concerned he's going to make a tummy. Fascinating answer. Ready for this? If the guy who owned Yankul's kneading store or Yankul's olive press store was only allowed to do business with Chaveirim, with Tamid HaChachamim, guess what? You ain't earning a living. Like opening up a pizza shop over here, you know? Halavai, people should earn a living off it, yeah? yeah. Right? You can't rely just on the, on the Torah community. Not big enough, yeah? So says the Gemara like this, you know why we allow after the fact that the, the needer could give it back and say, don't worry, here it is. Torah says otherwise there's no business. Unfortunately, you, you, you can't rely on the knowledgeable communities. Not enough people. So Even in this time? In this time. So for the purpose of livelihood, we allow such a thing. It's a major yusayt. It's a foundational idea over here. Foundational idea. Again, so uh, what the Gemara here is bringing out, why are we mentioning all this? We're another situation where we're lenient upon dealing with, upon dealing with uh, Amarat. Okay. says Gemara Utsricha, and I need both cases, both the guy who's pressing the olives and the case where the guy needs the dough. If it would have only given the first case of the guy needing the dough. Very often, these guys, in business, you get paid for labor. You get paid by the hour. Business, it's not major business. So I would say over there, we could be lenient after the fact. guy needs to earn a Oil, fresh pressed olive oil, yeah, is, has more value. There's more, there's more reward 
for the work, and therefore maybe we'll say, you know, you have more earning potential, we'll be strict on you not to be able to do this with Amaratzim, because maybe you could still earn a, a decent living. If you would have only given the case of the of the uh, guy who's dealing with the olives, I would say, Olive season, olive pressing season, is not the whole year. Man? It's like summer camp. Yeah, it's seasonal. So you, it, it, it might cost more, and it might, it might, um, it might uh, have greater upside, but you can't rely on that completely for a yearly parnasa. You need to have a, a side job as well. When it comes to the gavel, the guy kneading the dough with shchiachlei, I would say that over there we're not lenient. Therefore, tricha, we give both cases. Beautiful. Amar ma, that either way, the halacha is we're lenient out, out uh, parnasa. Amar ma, we're now about 18 lines from the top of Samach Bey Zomar Aleph. Amar ma, the Tanah taught us, Noit alimene gedechala menicha bekvisha ayban chusa. The needer can separate challah and put into kavisha and chusa. And one of these, uh, one of these things that uh, is not considered a receptacle to be mekabel tomah. Ukeshaba amaris litol when amaris comes night l'shtem he gives him both in a chayshish and we're not concerned that he's gonna he's gonna mess things up. Maybe we should be concerned that he's gonna touch the challah and amaris is has an assumption of being tamei. Sheinachanami he's holding it now in a vessel, but maybe he wants to feel. Yeah, you have some people, right, especially when you write wet paint, people are going to touch to make sure it's taka wet, right? You have to make sure. If you don't write wet paint on the wall, nobody touches the wall. Why don't touch your wall? You write wet paint, everybody who walks by is uh, you know, ma- making sure that it's taka, it's taka wet. You know, I'm going to be the first one to hop and drive already. Yeah, for some reason. So says the Gemara, the, the, the guy gets the dough back. The, the hover tells him, don't touch, don't touch this one. <laughs> Shkoyach says the Gemara, maybe that's why he won't touch it. He wants to know why he shouldn't touch it. What's going to happen? Right? Because we'll tell the Amaretz that you should know, you should know, the reason why he won't touch it is because we'll tell you, if you do touch the dough, you're going to mess the whole thing up. You'll lose out financially. The whole thing's going to be teveled again. Says the Gemara, okay, maybe the Amaretz doesn't care. Amaretz, he doesn't care so much. Right? Says the Gemara, of course he cares. The fact, very fact that he brought it to the needer and asked the needer to do this for him is a raya, is a proof that he's sincere in this halacha. <laughs> Excuse me. And since he's sincere in this halacha, Gewalt, there's a, we should, um, we should uh, make this statement to him and let him know that it's going back, it's going to go back to be, uh, to be uh, Tevel. Okay. Now, the Gemara doesn't say that's Taka true. The Gemara doesn't say Taka goes, go, goes back to being Tevel. So the Shiloh over here, it, it, it seems halakhically it doesn't. So, why are you allowed to say something that's not Taka true? Unless it's for a greater benefit of something else. You, you, we do find this concept. We do find this concept when it comes to uh, when it comes to, for example, Lashon Har. It comes to Lashon Har. The Chavetz Chaim Paskins, you're allowed to talk to somebody who you can have an impact on and use another Yid as an example. Even if you speak negatively about the other Yid. So you want to tell your kid not to do something. 
I want to tell your kid not to do something. Now, usually kids don't like listening to their parents or listening to their grandparents, which is a chaval, obviously, because as we get older, we realize, we realize, I made so many mistakes, you might as well rely on my mistakes than to rely on your mistakes, right? So let me, let, let me tell you about the 8,000 mistakes I made, so you don't need to do that. But for some reason, everybody feels like, no, I also want to make those same mistakes. <laughs> you know, I have to, I, I also, I also want to do this. Like the pain. Like the pain, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a, there, you want to hear something geschmack about the paint on this? I, I think it's, well, the reason why we do this, and, and we, people like want to make mistakes again, or want to like, don't tell me what to do, I'm going to figure this out. I think it's mamish, The neshama has such a natural pull to be like the Rabbi Nishlael, that whenever we're, because we're a chelik alikah, that whenever we're put in a situation where we're told we're limited, we naturally want to break out of that limitation. So, sometimes mamish, very often mamish to our detriment. But we know Lemaisa, we're unlimited. A, yid, a, a neshama is an unlimited thing. It's an unlimited thing. And every time, we, we, this is, I, I think, I don't know, I'm a riot. I don't have a proof. Because we're unlimited because we're kind now. Yeah. But every grave has the same time in the same. Also. Also. We're also a time now. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, everybody's been created with Selim Ali Kim. Everybody's a descendant of Adam and they just don't have the same level of neshama. I tell you how many people I spoke, uh, I know, in our shul. Oh, you also had a conversation with somebody. You spoke to somebody who was Maguire. I think it was you. Somebody was oh, Maguire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said to the person, he said, I'm just letting you know, right after you after you come out of the mikveh, you're going to have Yitzharas you never had before. It's going to be Yitzharas you never it's going to become. It's going to be very hard. Things that you're like, well, I don't even cop why people do this. Getting up from Minya. All of a sudden, you become a Yid. It's like, it's just like, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. Yeah, everybody's asking. Every single, but it's, it's Matthias. I think it's because we naturally, we want to break out. We're, we're an unlimited, we're an unlimited uh, entity. All right, but be it as it may. Let's get back into this. We've got to cover some, we've got to cover some ground on it. All right. The guy is pressing the olives to separate put in the vessel of the chavr because we know it's Torah Amar comes to take the pressed olives he should take the both the oil and the chuma that's separated by the chavr and we're not concerned that he's going to he's going to be metame the chuma says maybe he'll touch it now, we asked this question by the dough, right? We said maybe he'll touch the dough, so what do we say? Eh, tell him that he'll mess it up by the dough. It says more like this, what are you going to say? By the dough, I could say, <clears throat> yeah, you could say, the guy needing it will tell him, eh, don't do that. But over here, my hakera is like, what's the hacker over here? Yeah, what's, what's what, a hacker? Hacker, a knicker is when something's recognizable. A nechar is a stranger. You know why a, ne- a stranger is called a nechar? Because he's recognizable. You, you don't notice people who belong somewhere. And people walk at the shul that you're used to seeing, they're, they're not nicker. 
they're not recognizable. They're, they're part of the furniture. They're, they're part of the mishpucha. There's a new face. It's recognizable. That's that's why a, a, a stranger is called an echer. It's it's uh, it's something that's it's something that's noticeable. Recognizable. Correct. Correct. Something that's recognizable. Um, so the Gemara says over here that. Um, the way that truma gets ruined when it comes to the olive oil works in a different way. There's no reminder. There's no hacker. Since the Gemara, the manachle, the manachle, you put it bekli galalim, bekli avonim, bekli adama. You put inside of a vessel that is unusual. Okay, literally, what it means is galal, galal is uh, is uh, excrement. Thank you. Avonim is stone, and adama is earth. So these these things. Are unusual. So when things are unusual, the guy's gonna be Amar's walking around being like, Why am I holding this strange type of basket? I, I, people don't usually hold these types of baskets. And it's gonna remind him to not touch the truma. She says, If you're using a, a hecker, a strange type of basket, why does the basket have to belong to the chavar, a tamar chacham? Let it belong to anybody. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's gonna remind him. So Mar says, You're right. It means, as you're right, it could be even the vessel owned by Namaretz, as long as it's fit for a chaver to, uh, as long as it's fit for a chaver to use, because it did not become tame. Beautiful, two dots. Here we go. We've got to move a little bit. You're allowed to be You have a guy working the field during Shemitah, you're allowed to help him out. You can help him out, work the field. On this yesterday. You can't help a guy work his field and you can't even say shalom to another chavim at any time. So, how can you help work his field by Shriya? She says you can't. Like Shriya says, Gemara, no, but the case is, remember, where not that a year can actually work the field with the guy during Shemitah. That you cannot do. But you know what a year can do? When he sees a guy work in the field during Shemitah, he could say, Chazak! Gavatz, Lacharaba! You can give him a chizuk. Chizuk. You can tell the guy, ah, you should be, you should be successful. Because the guy is like to work the field. But you can't, mamas, pick up a plow and get going over here. You can sell him a plow. You can sell him a plow. Achzuku, Luhu Asharta. Yeah, you say, yeah, you'd be strong. The different expressions of, of strength. Okay, so you could say, like we said the joke yesterday with the, with the president of the board, you could say, we wish you Hatzlacha. We voted to wish you Hatzlacha. Okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to be careful, Shalom. You can't say Shalom twice to an Avi Now, Now, what does it mean you can't say Shalom twice? So I want to preempt this by saying something very, by, by sharing something. By Sfardim, you find an interesting uh, uh, greeting and response. When you say Shabbat Shalom to a Sephardi, what do they respond? Shabbat Shalom Mubarak. Right? Shabbat shalom. Where, where does that come from? Because it's brought down that if somebody gives you a bracha, you should add to their bracha. Okay? Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom Mubarak. You add something more. Okay? So with that introduction, let's see what the short Kamara. Rav Chista Maktim V'yavlu Shlomo. Rav Chista would say to the Avedes Kechavim, to the Goyim, he would say Shalom. If Kahana Amar Lahu, Shlom Lamar, they will say Shalom Aleichem to you. Vishayalim Bishlaimam. And you can ask how they're doing. Hashtag Zuki Mechaskinon, Shayalim Bishlaimam, you boy. You can even get, wish them at work. How much more so can you ask them how you're doing? What's the question? 
Even if it's around their Yom Tif. Yeah, if it's around their holiday, you're allowed to wish them, give them a bracha, even though they're going to be like, wow, the Jew gave me a bracha around my Yom Tif time, and they might uh, give more uh, praise to their, to their deity. Huh? Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. A person should not go into the house of an Avedz Gechavim on his Yom Tif, and give him Shalom. Okay? Because the guy's going to be like, Psh, a Jew walked in the house and gave me Shalom. Wow, what a good omen. You meet him in the marketplace, nice and like Bishafar Rabo, Bechavid Reish. You could say, uh, good morning. Which means you do it silently without, a, uh, without anything that's uh, so exciting. Now, the, what's connected to this is back then, and even now, we know the tone that you do something has a tremendous impact. So it's important, if you want to show, be like, if somebody does you a favor, you say, say thank you. You said thank you. You said thank you. Somebody's favor, you're like, wow. Thank you so much. Right? There's a big difference. I, either way, I said thank you. But your take on what I'm doing is going to be a whole different thing. Either like I fulfilled my duty or not. When the guy on his holiday has a yid say, Shalom Aleichem, if it's done like, like a yid inside of a kosher deli, yeah, so then he's going to be like, wow, what a day. Thank his, thank his uh, God. Right? But if he says, uh, Shalom, you know, if a yid says, hey, don't, right? on the holiday... Like a like a year in a health food store, right? Mm-hmm. Sound a little sad. <coughs> so then, uh, so I stole that one <laughs> from the Hilliger of Jackie. <laughs> he has a whole Jackie Mason has a shtickle. But you ever see people in a in a deli? Hello, how you doing? They're healthy. You walk at the health food store. That's a kachin, it's a brachin. They're all sick. They're all <laughs> right. So uh, he's a little sad. He's not going to take that as a. As a good omen. Okay. Ravuna Yechizdave Yasvi Chalavazel Geniva. Ravuna Yechizdave was sitting and Ravuna came was walking. Om Lechad Lechaborna said, Neikum Mekamei Devar Orion Hu. You should know that Geniva is a big Talmud Chucham. We should stand up. Omar Lois. He says to him, When Mekamei Baganeikum, we should stand up. This guy is a Baal Machleikas. He gets involved in Machleikas. Okay. Says the Gemara, Adhachi, in the meantime, also the Hula Gvayu, Gneva came out. Overlay. Amalu, he said, Shlomo Aleichu Malka, Shlomo Aleichu Malki. Shalom Aleichem to you, my kings. Shalom Aleichem to you, my kings. Amrulay, Minolander Rabbanim, Ikrim Lachem. How do you know that Tamid Echachom, that Rabbanim, are called kings? Amalu, Dechsev, Kimalachem, Yemleichu, Vagaim. Yeah? Rabban Shalom says, Through me and my Torah, kings will. Be Mamlech will have a kingdom. So you see, Taira brings kingship. See, he said like this. He said, He said it twice. So he called them kings and he said it twice. They said to him, Why'd you say it twice? How do you know you should double over Shalom to a king? Spirit clothed as Amosai, Amosai, Reish Hashalishim, who was the head of the officers, the Gaimer. Ami Lei, Litai Marmidi. See, they're very impressed with his, uh, with his knowledge. 
They said, please come sit down and eat. Amar Luhu, he said, Hachi Amar Vidu Marav. Oh, sir, Layla Adam Shitan Klomachitim Michael Behemtoi. I can't eat because I got to feed my animals. Shinamar Benasati Isabasot, Livam Dacho, Vahodar, and only afterwards Vahalta Visavota. Hadrona Loch, Hani Zokin, Hadrona Loch, Hani Zokin, Hadrona Loch, Hani Zokin. Mazdov, everybody finished the Hilga fifth parak of Masech is getting, and let's keep going. We got 10 minutes left to learn the next Dombud. Haimer, his Gabalgi, Gadzel Ishti, or Hilich Gadzel Ishti. If somebody tells a messenger, accept this get from my wife or take this get to my wife, if the husband wants to back out before it's given to his wife, he could do so. Even when he says, accept it from my wife. You know why? Because only the wife can tell the messenger to accept it on her behalf. I can't tell, the, I can't tell this guy to accept it from my wife. If I don't to accept it, what I mean is bring it to her. So Lamaisa, until it's in her hand, it's not hers. But if a woman says to a messenger, please accept my get, then Right? So then the husband can't back out after putting the get inside this guy's hand. Because when you put it into the messenger of the wife, as soon as the messenger receives it, it's as if the wife received it and you're completely divorced. There's no backing out. Okay? So again, if it's the husband's messenger... The husband can back out until the wife receives it. If it's the wife's messenger, as soon as the messenger has it, the divorce is complete. Therefore, Imam if the wife makes a shliach, makes an agent, a messenger, and the husband says to the messenger, Let me tell you something he says to the messenger. I'm giving it to you, but you're not accepting it for her. In that situation, he could do it. Okay, now the reason for this is as follows. A get is only valid with the husband's das. So even if she sets up a shliach, she can't circumvent the husband's das. And the husband could change what she said. So let's say, so the Gemara is basically giving an eight says, giving advice. Let's say a, a, a guy knocks on the husband's door. Knock, knock, knock. Hi, I'm here to accept for the get. And the husband still wants the capabilities of changing his mind. So he could say to the messenger, I know she appointed you to be the, the, her messenger, but I'm giving this to you all tonight on condition that it's still not hers until it reaches her hand, and then it's going to work. Even if, uh, even if uh, she says, in my meres, if she says, take, uh, take my get, if uh, the husband wants to back out, he's not able to. Uh, he's not able to back out. Okay. Wow. Now the difference is, huh? Uh, no, in the last case. In the last case, you're asking on the last case. Yeah. yeah. All all Reb Shimon Gamliel is saying is like this. In the in the race of the Mishnah, we said if a woman says Ligiti, accept the get. Then as soon as he gets it, it's hers. She's divorced. Says Rav Shingo at the end of the Mishnah, even if she doesn't say accept it for me, even if she says take the get for me, which could be a connotation that she wants him to bring it to her, that's also an immediate divorce. Okay, so it's not a change on what the husband's doing. It's changing on the expression she uses by when she appoints him. And again, in the first case, she says, okay, here she's saying, Kylie, bring it to me. As soon as he gets it, they're going to be divorced. Okay. 
Amar le Ravacha Breda Ravavila Ravashi Rachazan Rasad Rashi Taima Deloy Shavisa Ishliachla Kabbalah. The, when do we allow a husband to back out? When the shliach was not a shliach for the wife to accept. But if she would have made this messenger a shliach lekabalah, and the husband says, take it to my wife, he can't back out anymore. That's the assumption. Again, if the husband does it, then he can back out. If the wife said, bring it, he can't back out. According to this, you, you, you see from over here that whenever you have the word hailech, it means kizchi. It means please be, uh, please be zaycha. When I say when I say take it, what I mean is not only to bring it, but it also means to acquire. To which the Gemara says not necessarily. No, when he says take it, it doesn't mean actually make a kinyan. But the chiddush of the Mishnah is if. Uh, a husband says to somebody, please be makabal the get for my wife. Now this is a strange expression. Because look, the husband saying to the messenger, usually what would be the expression? Bring it to my wife. Here the husband's using the wife's expression. And he says to the messenger, accept it for my wife. That's strange. Is that called the shlichus of the husband? He can't make this guy an acceptance, right? That's on the, that's on the wife. I would have thought to say, I would say since the husband has no way to, he has no right to tell somebody to accept. So in the following case where a husband says to a guy, accept this get for my wife. The guy takes the get to the wife and gives it to her. I would think it's not even a valid get. Because the shliach is not a shliach lahilacha. It's the wrong statement. So maybe nothing happened. That whenever you say his please accept it for my wife, what you mean is bring it to accept it from me to bring to my wife, and hence the Kiddush the mission is it's still gonna be a valid get. So practically speaking, in a case where a husband says to a messenger, accept this get for my wife, and the messenger takes the get and brings it to the wife, they're divorced. When he gives her as, right, right. Not, not when it gets to the shliach, only once he hands it over. Uh, right, because he's a messenger for the husband, not a messenger for her. Good. So now we learned in the Mishnah, if a woman says, accept the get for me. As soon as the messenger gets it, the husband's not allowed to back out anymore. My love isn't the case. It doesn't make a difference if he says, accept it or to bring it. Either way, um, either way, it means, it means uh, accept it. It only means to accept. Okay, not necessarily, no, the, the, to, to bring it or to accept it are two different things. Tashma, come and listen. Lefikach, therefore, Mamalei Abal, the husband says, So she makes a messenger. She wants it that as soon as the messenger gets it, she's divorced. But then the husband changes it around. The husband says to the messenger, No, 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 no. I'm going to give it to you, but you could bring it to her. She's not divorced as soon as you get it. In Ratzel Lachsar Yachsar, he has a right to back out until it reaches her hand. Taima, the reason why he could do this, the Omar EFC, is only because he said, I don't want you to be my wife's messenger in this way. But if he didn't say, I don't want you to be the one to receive the get, it seems that he would not be allowed to back out. You see from over here, that to bring something is considered kizhi, and therefore, when she says, bring it to me, and the guy goes and the husband has no qualms about it, it's, it's okay. 
Says the Gemara, no, that's also an Uriah, because Doma Behelech, maybe where uh, the case of the Mishnah is, where the husband says Helech. Helech means uh, that uh, here it is. Helech. Helech means here it is. The husband just hands over the get and he says, here, this is, you know, it's yours. Okay? The husband says it's yours. As opposed to saying anything which is going to, uh, which is going to get in the way, says the Gemara. One second, if that's the case, Pshita, it's obvious that ish havi shliach leilacha, man can be shliach leilacha. Shekain bal moilach get the ishtai. We know a husband can bring a get to a, a, a man, a husband himself can bring a get to a wife. The isha havi shliach legabala, woman can be shliach legabala. Shekain isha mekabalas gita miyad bala ishla kabala veishla leilacha. My, what about ishla kabala ishla leilacha? Now, let's give a quick. Uh, a, a quick uh, introduction for this, uh, which is, in order to be a messenger for something, you have to be betiras, you have to be in the parashas. So the Gemara is asking, the same way the woman has to be on the receiving end and the male has to be on the giving end, maybe when the husband makes a shiach, it has to be a man delivering it, and when a wife makes a shiach, it has to be a woman delivering it. What, what, what if it's the other way? What if, what if uh, you know, can you appoint a man to accept it? So Gemara says, Tashma, come and listen. Aimer is kabbal zagel lishti. I heard the kids at lishti. Emratz alachzer yachzer. Aisha shamra is kabbal ligiti. Emratz alachzer lo yachzer. My love bechad shliach. It seems we're dealing with the same guy. Yeah. What happens is like this. She appoints a messenger. Accept my gift for me. The messenger shows up, and the husband says, No, 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 no. You are going to bring it for me, and she's not going to be divorced till it reaches her. It's the same person, and you see that one gender can can change roles. Until now, when she sent, the guy was Kabbalah. And now we go, it must be that it doesn't matter the gender. Because you send the same person. Maybe we're dealing with two, uh, maybe we're dealing with two different people. Okay, bottom line is, we don't have an answer right now. We don't have an answer yet. Can you, can you have a man be a shliach like Kabbalah, and a woman be a shliach like Lacha? We'll hold it here for today. Best of tomorrow, pick up from Tashma. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.